All right, welcome everyone to episode 16 of Entrepreneurial Talk Podcast. I'm Janie Peters with my co-hosts. I'm Dallas Andrews. And Marina Sichakova. And we are excited today to introduce, um, introduce, I said that wrong, Anissa Villegas and David Jones with Millennial Marketing AZ. Welcome, Anissa and David. Thank you. Yeah, Great to be here. Yeah, excited for your sweet 16. Yes, <laughs> sweet 16. We're so happy to have you. Debutante um, ball or something like that. Yes, I know. We're not dressed appropriately. Sorry. Um, so today, and what we do here is we break down an important topic that applies to entrepreneurs, small business owners, and with having you guys on, being the experts in marketing, our topic is going to be branding and marketing and how that applies to both lead generation and customer retention. And so, which is so important as a small business owner is number one, you start with branding, right? I mean, is that what you see when you are, when you start with a client, they, if they don't have branding, that's where you begin the marketing journey with them, right? Well, it's definitely a foundational piece. So mm -hmm. really where kind of the life cycle starts is what product and service are they offering? So that's kind of the easy part because entrepreneurs, they just, you find your passion and you run with it. And you're like, okay, I'm going to offer this service or I'm gonna sell this product. But then you kind of get an arrested development and you're like, well, now what? Like mm -hmm. I have a cool logo or I have a cool name and an amazing product or service, but how do I let people know about this? Mm -hmm. So that's um, part of the things that we do at Millennial Marketing AZ is that we do help with branding, but we also know that marketing is such a huge blanket and it's kind of overwhelming for a lot of people. Right. So we break it down into four pieces, branding, lead generation, retention, and referral, because mm -hmm. it's a lot to bite off and chew at once. So really is that branding is that first part and it goes back to your passion. Why did you start this company? What are you selling? And why do people need that? So that brand is an organic piece that a lot of business owners kind of get stuck in their head and they don't allow the brand to flourish because they get so hung up on operations. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy for people to get stuck in the analytics of a business. Mm -hmm. We start a business, we look at dry numbers. Yeah. So right. that's it's hard. It's so interesting that you said that like the branding, right, to start with why you started. Mm -hmm. Because it, it all bottles down to the why, right? And if you're mm -hmm. not relating related to the why, you could get lost. And yeah. like really, it, it you're not then present to why the hell are you doing this in the first place? Right. And then you're running on, on the pro, like the same thing that you said, like thinking about the production part of it or whatever it is, and then you're so disconnected to the why, then you kind of lose the passion for the business. That makes so much sense yeah. because like when, I, I know a lot of people, including myself, used to think this way too, is when I think of like branding, I think of like a logo, mm -hmm. whereas branding yeah. can be more of a story. Right. You're, tell, you're, you're telling a story of why, of you're why about this, the product or whatever the it is, is doing anything they do. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's an awesome uh, way to look at it for sure. Yeah, and it's huge. And I know people get really quantitative with, I need to start this business or I want to start this business because I want to be a millionaire in two years. Like we yeah. all have our dreams. Mm -hmm. But money's only a part of the driving force. Like, this is what keeps us away from our friends, our family, our kids. Like, what's the why? What's that passion that drives you? And if you can really capture that, that is just so stimulating to other people in the community. And they flourish off that energy. And they're like, yes. I want to be part of what you're doing. Right. And you see that with, I mean, Nike is a prime example of it. If 
you look at Nike commercials, they rarely, I don't think I've ever seen a commercial that actually talks about the shoe's quality. Like what this cushion does, what this shoe is. Right. It's the feeling. It's yeah. right. you see athletes, yeah. you point. see sweat. It's like they're selling me on their vision. the result, yeah. that vision. Right. And that's part of the branding opportunity is that you don't really want to sell the, the travel, that plane ride to your vacation. You want to sell the vacation. Because mm-hmm. we have kids, you know how it is. A plane ride is a horrible experience with kids. <laughs> so when you're planning this amazing vacation, you don't think about that yeah. five-hour plane ride. You mm-hmm. think about, oh, we're going to be on the beach, having great memories and quality time. It's like so looking forward to something and, and actually achieving things through the process because you're mm-hmm. looking forward to that vision, that you know, that thing that really inspires you and lights you up and has you going. Yeah, exactly. So I love the fact that you're starting with the branding and then what's in between, where, where do you see how with the process, how do you keep relating to the why and then in the process allowing that person to find their, um, you know, through this whole process of keeping aligned to the why but still keep going, like what do you do next? Yeah, the big part of it is finding your target audience mm-hmm. and you'll hear that a lot in marketing, who's your target audience? And it's, get, again, one of those natural languages that we speak of that quantitative piece, mm-hmm. that analytical dry, that my target audience is a 35-year-old woman that's married with two why, kids. Why is that important? Like, why is it having a target an, uh, uh, audience really important? It's really important because you do not want to waste your time and energy mm-hmm. on people and that... And money. Will, and money, exactly. On people ROI. That, exactly, that will never convert. So if you're selling doggy chew toys that are organic Mm -hmm. to someone who's a cat person, Mm -hmm. they're never going to convert. So Mm -hmm. don't waste your time and money on a lead that will never be a lead, on someone who will never convert. So knowing who your target is will be beneficial because it allows you to work strategically, Mm -hmm. um, very smart, Mm -hmm. within a reasonable budget, and you're not going over and being wasteful. And then it also allows you to go back to your why. So when I, when tar- in marketing, you always hear, who's your target audience? Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's that dry, oh, it's these numbers, this gender, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I like to challenge people, and I encourage everyone to do this exercise, is don't tell us who, but tell us about your target audience. Tell mm-hmm. us a story. Right. So 35-year-old female married with two kids, give her a name. Give her a backstory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's full-time mom, full-time employee, has a three, 30-minute commute, mm-hmm. picks up kids from different schools. Her husband is in, you know, corporate America. So now I love we, that. Mm-hmm. I love that you're saying that because it, I can see it in um, the training that I'm in. It's really, like, the coaching that I do, every time there's, like, something that they have to fulfill on, it always, like, if they're not related to that story about who they're delivering and who they're, like, creating this for, Mm -hmm. they're not, like, there's no connection to why they're doing it. They get disconnected, and then when you're creating it, you're almost, like, creating the target, and you're more than likely to get aligned to that target Mm -hmm. because you're, whatever message that you're delivering, that message is going to be out for that person. Yeah, and it hits home. And 
consumers, regardless of what generation you really come from, you're, you buy with the heart. Mm. We buy with a emotional feel. Like I want to, going back to the Nike example, you see so many people wearing Jordans that have never played basketball aside from like elementary school PE. <laughs> and they're sporting Jordans. And it's like, That's that. Right there. <laughs> it's like, well, why are you buying that? It's not a logical purpose. It's right. not a logical purchase. You didn't buy that so you can have a better game. You don't play the game. But you bought it out of emotion to be part of a, of a, a brotherhood, to be part of something, of a brand, and have that purpose and that camaraderie. And so now you're like, okay. I bought with my heart. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a logical purpose, but that's okay. Right. And I'm sure you all see that too, where some people buy a home that has four bedrooms and they have one child. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're buying with their heart, they're planning. Right. And there's nothing wrong with tapping into that story, mm-hmm. but you have to know the story. So that's where you get to paint that picture of that target audience. Right. So it. it could seem counterintuitive that if you are so niched on this one target that you're letting go all this business. And I know like in real estate we we feel like, oh you have to you have to put cast be the big broad. net. You, you gotta, gotta go broad. all the way out <laughs> there. But it's really true that the more focused you get and with your message, then you're speaking to the people that they're the quality. Like we were having a discussion before we started recording this about Finding the quality and yeah. being able to walk away from that the customer that's just not right. It's just you're just not a good fit. Yeah, and it's so interesting because I had an opportunity to work with someone who was an investor, and the way that he was being about like having the deal, you know, like no, I'm gonna you're gonna give me this and you're gonna give me that, and it was just like not, not resonating. Emotion. Yeah, it was not resonating with who I am, mm-hmm. and there was nothing behind like just helping him and being there for him because. No matter how much I tried to like bring my message or my thing to him, Mm -hmm. it didn't relate. And I knew that it would be running wheels on empty and trying to get to something that wasn't going to work. And and I really see that no matter how much I go broad, that I go back to my own mission, which is helping families get a home, because that was what was important to me. Finding the fam- like you know, finding a home and actually creating that home and stability for my family. So. But if you just would have went targeted in the first place you wouldn't have wasted (laughs) all that time money and energy yeah is that's why so my analogy that i use to explain target marketing was you know because i come from the fitness industry so me and one of my associates one time we had all these flyers right and we were going to flyer this parking lot filled with cars Mm -hmm. so uh, he we got to talking about target marketing he's like what's the point of target marketing Mm -hmm. i was like here here's an example you see all these cars there's probably like I don't know, 80 cars in this parking lot. It was like a Walmart parking lot. And I was like, imagine if the the, the, the act, the, the person that is, you know, that Driving needs a, a gym, car. that <laughs> needs a gym right now, who doesn't already belong to one, and they would lo- absolutely love our gym. Imagine if those cars gl- like glowed mm. to you and they oh, stood out wow. to you. Mm-hmm. And you would have all your flyers. You're not just dumping them on random cars. You're taking a flyer and putting it on that exact car that's glowing to you. Yeah. You still have all these leftover flyers to look for other glowing cars. Well, you're not wasting all the money, the, obviously the printing costs and right. time and energy. You still have a lot of flyers left over, but you, you hit the ones that are gonna benefit the most from your advertisement. I love That's it. target marketing. 
Yeah. Now, <laughs> putting, putting, that into, putting that into perspective <laughs> as far as... What if you face, want, like, gorgeous cars in front of your gym, right? I mean, you want... Or it's not just that. <laughs> it's just because it magically glue that this person needs a gym and they would love your gym. But it's... There it, you go. It's so funny because, in a way, it's, like, almost, like, creating it. Like, you know, like, spiritually, you know, I don't know if you guys believe in that, but, like, you are creating who you want your person to be. Like, who you're... Yeah. You know, so that kind of, that kind of mindset of creating, like, the story... It all aligns with what you're calling out for yourself to kind of get back, you know? Definitely. Putting mm -hmm. that energy in out the universe and saying, yeah. this is what I want to attract. And it's not that far off of it. I mean, we do that for developing relationships and networking. We gravitate towards people who are like us. Yes. Well, we create businesses or products because it's something we want to do and it's mm. like us. Yes. So we want people that gravitate towards us naturally to come to us. But it's hard because it's a chaotic world with online ads and advertising yeah. it's just it's so chaotic and loud yeah yeah so, so how you have to break through that yeah so what's the next step after um the second step was to you go from branding uh -huh. and then into marketing so mm -hmm. now that you have the brands now what's the next step when you start to market so <coughs> it, it's very strongly tied to brand and knowing your target audience because mm -hmm. now that we painted that portrait of this person by doing that we were able to identify some key messages and that's really where I see strategies fall apart, where we see at the agency where clients will come to us and say, you know, we've tried this before and it failed. It's like, okay, well, let's look at what happened. Mm -hmm. And there's a lack of consistency right. or a lack of commitment to a specific message. Mm -hmm. And how you get that message is looking at the story. So how you were mentioning that you want to, sell homes to families. Mm -hmm. Well, you want you need to sell the home to the whole family, not just the buyer decision makers. Especially mm -hmm. now parents really there's a lot of mommy and daddy guilt with us working and being parents. So we really incorporate our children into mm -hmm. the buying process. That's so true. So <laughs> you know, back in the day, our parents just bought because that's what they bought. Like whatever, you know, it's kind of like this is dinner, eat it or don't eat it you all. Were saying, <laughs> you were seeing <laughs> now it's like, exactly. Wait, well, what do you want? Yeah, okay, let's let's see if we can talk about yeah. it. And Short it's all about cooks like and yeah, yeah. So it's all about exactly. So now you're you're broadening your so now you have your target market layer, mm -hmm. but then now you have to fi figure out who's the buyer decision maker. The champion. Who's the champion? Yes, the sale exactly. in the sales process. Who's the who's the person you're really selling to? Mm -hmm. You may not be selling to dad or mom. You may be selling to that teenage girl, who yeah. who's going to really influence mom and dad. Got it. Yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah. The, yeah. So so dad might not want the pool because he sees maintenance work and. Mm -hmm. A big lawn. That's oh, that's but my whole daughter Saturday. wants the pool. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they're never, right. They're never logical decisions. You know? <laughs> exactly. No, it's never logical. From the heart. So now that you're able to paint that portrait, you see those key messages. Mm -hmm. So now we're able to say, okay, it's not just mom and dad; it's the kids. So how can we? You're not buying a house; you're buying a home. Yeah, and a community. And Exactly. Mm -hmm. Activities, right? School and yeah. yeah, the connection. So mm -hmm. now we really focus on that marketing piece of really that sensational marketing, making them buy with their heart, mm -hmm. guiding them with their heart, mm -hmm. and it comes from the story. So you get those key messages from the story, and that's what you put in your marketing collateral or in your communication and your networking talks. This is that message. And every industry, 
and every company within that industry will have a different key message. Um, a gym's key message is different than real estate, but ultimately it's about a happy, healthy home, a happy, healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You're selling the same vision and story, yeah. but how you position it is differently. It's, and that it's just a different point of view, but a di a, the same kind of thing. It brings back to happiness, loving, like just being the source of like your true essence of happiness mm -hmm. and finding, relating that happiness to the product. Okay, I have a question now. So now with the landscape so different, I was in, I'll date myself, I was in advertising agencies um, as an account executive 20 years ago. And I referred to my media department to get my clients' messages out there. They're doing outdoor. That's totally changed. We were talking about that. Right. I mean, but now there's like the whole social media com component mm -hmm. that wasn't there before. So is there like just a go-to? I mean, you just, is Facebook still like the go-to when marketing, especially niche marketing like this, because it's so tailored? Yeah. Or is there something else that, are you kind of like, do you just really think outside of the box and you're like, get into the communities? Like, how do you go about like, well, I think it depends. It, I think it depends on the product or service. If you're, if you're selling something physical, tangible, mm -hmm. you've got to have a website or an e-commerce site, right? So mm -hmm. Facebook's great right. and all that, but you want to drive them to a website. Mm -hmm. Websites, you know, are important still to okay. this day. Uh, but um, social media is, is increasingly important, I think. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. You know these things. Twenty years ago, weren't even weren't even around, well, right? What's great. What I what I really like about advertising on social media, or Google or whatever, it's it's trackable. So it's yes. not like what they call guerrilla marketing, where you're out just flyering. Right. Who knows how much is actually coming in or calling from a flyer because your associate forgot to ask, how did you hear about us? Mm -hmm. But with marketing on social media, it's it's simple. The it's analytics simple. are there, right? The you can see right down to the almost the physical at the address end of the where day, that's you're coming running from. running a business. I know you're, it's all about your why and whatever, but at the end of the day you're running your business and if your your livelihood is your your ROI, if you're spending money and you're just donating it out there and it's not going to like coming back to you right. to grow and help your business, mm -hmm. your business is either is either growing or it's dying. Mm -hmm. To keep to to have that mindset is if you're, you know, if you're um, if you can't track your ROI or if you're just flying into the wind and you're not really keep keeping an, an educated mind on that like it's you you like you said you've got to have a plan you got to have a strategy so i wanted to ask you just as an example my, a friend of mine is starting a hairline product right and how would she focus like how would she find the focus of narrowing her ideal person or ideal person that would be buying it like how would she find the buying persona yes. for the for the mm -hmm. Like, how has she narrowed down that market if just to look outside and, and just to see, like, how would that be possible to market to that target audience? That's a good question. So with companies that are a little bit more mature, they have sales data, mm -hmm. and that's where we do data mining, and we dig through and we look at that nitty-gritty of the data and allow that to be a foundational piece for painting the customer portrait. Mm -hmm. With startups, they don't have that opportunity because there's no sales data. Right. So really um, old school focus groups. Let's see how it's received. Um, you know, focus groups are something that are kind of not talked about as much mm -hmm. because there's, it's almost archaic because it's a bunch of people not in front of a computer talking and that's just not the type of time we're in now. Right. But really focus groups give you that real opportunity to put 
a topic on the table and have that conversation about it and allow organic things to pop up. So she might have, she might think her target audience is a 20 to 50 year old female, Mm -hmm. but maybe as this focus group evolves or as she explains her passion on why it started, we may see, okay, 20 year olds is not your audience. That's too young. Mm -hmm. You're really targeting 55 to 65 year olds. Mm. So why are you targeting them? What's the story? And then we take the next step into painting that portrait, then the next step into that key message. And is it you're creating this because there's this desire for youthful, healthy care? Okay, so if that's the case and your target market is 55 to 65, youthful, healthy hair, now we have some key messages for our brand. Mm-hmm. So capture time, freeze time, freeze time in your prime type of thing. What do you mean by capture time, freeze time? What is that? So now you can create key messages in your taglines. So those slogans that help somebody make that connection, Connection. that emotional connection with the product. Mm. Because if you're selling... Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Get over it. Just do it. Just work out. Just buy the shoes that you're not going to play. Save money. Live better. (laughs) Yeah. Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, like they all come into play and we know them. Uh And it's because of that connection and that brief little snippet of set that says what this product will do for me Mm. and I use that analogy where we tend to sell the plane ticket to the vacation Mm -hmm. our customers and clients do not want to know how I'm getting to this amazing (laughs) vacation on a resort island that's the worst part of it yeah I just (laughs) want to get there tell me the end result and you have a good well yeah the analogy that I when I first broke into sales many moons ago, 30 years ago in healthcare, I was, I had come from a technical background. I was a developer, electrical engineer, and um, so I thought in that way, and and when I was out on one of my first sales calls, uh, I was explaining database structures and all that about the software I was selling, and the people I was selling to physicians and their staff members, and they they were, their eyes were, you know, rolling up in their head. So my boss at the time, my mentor, he took me aside during a break and he said, David, these people want to know what time it is, not how the watch works. So that's... How will this make my life easier? Exactly, exactly. Don't we always complicate things? Exactly. Here's another adage you guys have all probably heard is sell the sizzle, not the steak. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Right. What? I don't want to run out of time without having talked about the lead generation, customer retention, and I know tons of information here, and then the referrals that you mentioned. Like... How, what are some like key like messages or anything advice you have for small business owners to like now that you have your branding and you have your messaging and you know who your target market is, how do you now go out there and bring in those leads? Yeah, so that's a big question because mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities for lead gen and we were talking about getting more creative with it and you had some really great ideas about that. But then there's some go-tos that are the go-tos because they're successful. And it goes into knowing your target audience. Yes, why is it important to know the age and gender? Because now when we migrate to lead generation, we're putting our advertising dollars into a pot to promote our product or services to selected people. Mm -hmm. So knowing that information, now we can do, say, Google Ads. And Google Ads is really intimidating to people. But there's also Google Ad Express. 
which is an easier path. Now, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of Google Ads, mm -hmm. but it's something to kind of let you swim in the shallow and you know try to figure it out mm -hmm. before having to like, it gives you the floaties when you're swimming <laughs> before just being <laughs> thrown in. <laughs> and how specific can you narrow down that selection process when you're targeting consumers through Google? I mean, is it, it's very, very yeah. specific now, right? Because it's pretty granular, it's very tracked. granular, yeah. Right. So it's um it's a marketer's dream and a consumer's nightmare. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, with Google Ad Express, that's a different beast because it's um, more of an elementary structure so that you can operate in it without having to know all the details and having to know really the bells and whistles of Google. Not, then, not how the hot dog is made. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Then there's Google Ads, which does get very specific. And then there's other elements of digital advertising that you couple with it. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that if you, like right now, if you're looking for a Halloween costume on Google, and then you go to your Facebook account, and you're like, oh, all yeah. of a sudden. I know, like just right. what you said, you're, you're you're like, it's, it's the consumer's nightmare, but because we're being tracked so much. But I also think that it's so convenient, right. because mm -hmm. I will see ads for things specifically that what I'm looking for, yeah. and mm -hmm. I am more apt to Click on that, and I mean, I'm, all, I'm saving sweaters and all kinds of things that are, that have been directly targeted to me. So I, I do see the convenience. Yes, we're living in a society now where we're constantly being watched, but there are some benefits. I to got it. You guys, am I the only one here that does on Amazon? They do the uh, the dash button, like for like soaps, deodorant, like your household items. You put on auto ship, so like as your you, favorites. Yeah, you 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 track like how much do you use in a month? Okay, well send me every month, send me this amount once a month, mm -hmm. so you don't have to go to the store, it just comes right to your house. Mm -hmm. No, I'm like not I, I, I just started doing that. that, it's, it's yeah. freaking awesome, I yeah. like it. And they're tracking. And they're tracking. Yeah, but it's I don't gotta so go to the store know, to get it's the, convenient. I mean, pretty yeah. soon, like, I know that there's, our eight, there's some companies out there that <laughs> will bring your groceries to you. Oh, they do, like, they do that, yeah. But it's not just about volume, because my Facebook wall is filled with stuff. I just finished, uh, my partner and I just finished building a house. and. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for household items, Ikea, things like that. You, you have to, when your Facebook wall is filled with stuff, it better be pretty compelling before I, I click on it. It has to be, it can't be just, you can't throw something up against the wall to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. So the message that you're putting out there, the ad that you're putting out there or whatever, it better be pretty compelling because mm -hmm. you're just inundated right. with all of this, True. these inputs. Right. So it has to be good quality. It mm -hmm. can't be just put it out there. Right. Right, good point. Um, we are now, we have the five minute warning from Aaron um, over here. So um, let's talk about customer retention. So now you found those customers and they purchased from you and any takeaways, any any good advice on how to retain those those folks yeah. if you want. That really passed by fast in time, so. <laughs> I know, I know. Good questions, I'm right Yeah, I'm gonna hit these yeah. points. So um, social media is always a great um, branding and retention opportunity. It's not typically a lead generating opportunity because a lot of people in that organic sense, when you're just going through your Facebook feed, you're not really looking to buy, you're looking to be entertained or right. to rest your mind. Mm -hmm. So there's a different type of consumer experience on that Facebook platform, but that's a good opportunity for branding and retention. Because like you were saying, it follows you and now it's convenient. It's top of mind awareness. Mm -hmm. But newsletters, still a great way. Email newsletters, let your consumers know that you care about them. You didn't just 
turn and burn. Mm -hmm. um, we text marketing? Yeah, text marketing is a huge one. Um, that's really great for um, stores that can have um, Robin's Nest in Peoria. They have a ladies' night sip and shop where they have wine and dessert, and it's a home furnishing store, and it has mm -hmm. home decor. Mm -hmm. And you would think, why would you have red wine at a store with all this beautiful linen? Mm -hmm. But it's fun, and it's so lively, and they have this opportunity to send out these messages. So there's that retention thing of keeping your current customers happy because they it's harder and more expensive to get new customers. And, and use, right. the, use, right. use the... Exactly. Use the yeah. use the channels that they are that they're um, that they use most often. You know, there's people out there that that have thousands of unread emails. Email marketing is it's still uh, yeah, mm -hmm. right. but text marketing is something that's it's pretty new. Mm -hmm. You don't you have almost no unread text messages. I'm guessing. True. So so that's True. that is yeah. a great point. Uh, what's been working for my real estate team is we just get to, we just have a lot of fun with it. We get super creative. Like for instance for individuals who buy a house, when it comes up to the, we'll have like the calendar marked, when it comes up to the anniversary of that house purchase, we call it the house anniversary, and we send them a gift, like right. a gift card or something. Sure. But it, it lets them, that's one touch. We try to look for, we don't, I don't want to say excuses, but um, look for ideas to stay in front of them at least seven times in the year. Mm -hmm. um, I know ideally they say you want to touch someone 32 times throughout the year to, to stay in front of them, whether it's email, text, like have everything kind of working, but mm -hmm. I like to physically send them something seven times a year if I can. Mm -hmm. I try to hit that number on all of all of our past clients. But the house anniversary. You have thing, to find that balance between being a nuisance right. and right. being a benefit, right? right. Exactly. Right. So, and so you're giving them good information, point. something yeah. that yeah. they find valuable. Exactly. Um, and then moving on to the last part is the referrals. So this is where you go to your past clients and you ask them to refer like-minded people and any. Mm -hmm tricks to getting those referrals? Um, bribery is always great. Bribery, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. never get old. Oh, yeah. I love bribery. But I think um, something that's really great is uh, video testimonials. Mm. Asking them to tell about their journey and how this was a great experience for them mm -hmm. and then encouraging them to share it on their social media. Because now they're your brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. They're your champion. Mm -hmm. So if I connected with you through a networking group and I had my house that I was ready to put on the market, I might not go with you because I don't know you yet, but if I saw somebody on Facebook that says that they went with you, that it was a great experience, now I'm like, okay, she's endorsed. I have that social endorsement and I can trust her. Right. It, yeah, the National Association of Realtors actually did a study a few years back and they polled people who had purchased homes and asked them if they, on this next purchase, did you use, thank you, we're down to one minute. Okay, <laughs> if they would use their same agent, majority of people who did not use the same agent was only because they couldn't remember who it was, they lost mm -hmm. touch, and that's the thing, like you just mentioned. Right. You got the client, you mm -hmm. did good by them, now hold on to them, so mm -hmm. that retention thing is Even if so they're not active, right? Pivotal. Right, exactly, yeah. you're not buying a house every day. Right. So, but it's like you have to, whatever your product or your service is, yes. have the client, if you did good by them, keep in touch. Before we wrap, we want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about, you know, your ideal clients, who, how people can reach out to you. Anything you want to say about Millennial Marketing AZ, we appreciate having you guys on. The floor is yours. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Our website is MillennialMarketingAZ.com. And um, 
email address is david at millennialmarketingaz.com or anisa at millennialmarketingaz.com. Simple. Do you have a phone number that they could call? Yes, it is 602-529-3383 or 82, and that's not a cell phone, so don't text it. She doesn't text back that number. <laughs> yes, it's the office number. And ideal clients and we're for on. you guys. Who, who do you enjoy working with? And We are passionate about marketing, and we really love working with passionate people. So we um, do not have a specific focus. Mm-hmm. Um, on a granular level, marketing's the same. We just adjust it for that appropriate industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we operate as the marketing department, so we really want to make sure that when we bring a client on, we're not their vendor, but we are their partner in their success. Because everybody needs, as you know, as entrepreneurs, everybody needs that champion behind them mm-hmm. and someone to help them, kind of that reminder on why they're chasing this mission. Mm-hmm. And we help with that. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say thanks for Huntington University for allowing us this space, you know, for this awesome studio. And then also thanks to our sponsor, uh, Clear Title Agency, for uh, allowing, helping us get into this space. Thank you. We've come a long way since Marina's Kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, But, yeah, so that's a a wrap for episode 16. But at least there we could have gotten breakfast. Anissa Villegas and David Jones with Millennial Marketing AZ, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Bye. Bye.